Love it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,242. Today we're going to have some fun because we're heading into the new year. Well, we're in the new year, and guess what? The Concourse Circuit's starting up. We've got the Arizona auctions coming. There's a lot to do in 2023. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Paradise Valley, Arizona, where the sun's always out, with a very special guest by the name of Ed Winkler. Ed, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Mark, I'm at 2,000 RPM, ready to drop it. All right, cool. Now, you got some old cars, so be a little careful when you drop the clutch in some of those, and we're going to talk about those in a minute. But before I give you a proper introduction as we're in the new year here, what's one little thing that most people don't know about Ed Winkler? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No one knows me, so it doesn't make any difference, does <laughs> well, it? Other than, other than I still have my, uh, my first wife, I still have all of my kids, haven't uh, gotten rid of any of them, and I still have the first new car I ever bought. So wow. life is good. You're a guy that hangs on to stuff, and I like that. That's very, very cool. How long have uh, you and your wife, or Karen is her name, right? No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. How, long is, how long have you and Karen been married? Uh, well, I'll probably get it wrong. Probably 53 years. Whoa, you got me beat. We're uh, we're pushing 39 this new year, uh, so I got some catching up to do with you, Ed, but uh, that's pretty cool. It means you uh, you found the right lady, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It allows me to do the things I like to do, such as uh, mess with cars. Yeah, I've got one of those in my house as well. She puts up with all my playfulness out in the garage, so I think that's very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Ed Winkler is the co-founder of the Arizona Concord that takes place on Sunday January 22nd in this new year. This event starts off the New Year Concourse Circuit and the Arizona Auction Week. Automobiles have been an integral part of Ed's life since he was a young child. When an MGTC, by the way, Ed, my dad bought an MGTC when I was five years old, so that car has a special place in my heart. It passed by his house in Wilmington, Delaware, and boy, that stuck in his mind. He loves the classical pre-war English automotive design and has been a dedicated hobbyist ever since. Ed began attending car shows in the late 1950s, and at the age of 15, was building his own hot rod. His wife, Karen, who I mentioned, and Ed have built a collection of seven antique and classic automobiles, which they maintain there in their home in Paradise Valley. His art history degree provides him with the unique vision of the automobiles as a reflection of our culture and a true kinetic art form demanding to be driven and enjoyed. I like your attitude, Ed. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more, but first a word from our sponsor. So give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby 
was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Ed, uh, let's talk about this Concours event because... For a long time, the Arizona Concours was taking place there at a beautiful, was it the Biltmore Hotel? You got it. Arizona Biltmore Hotel and Spa. Yeah, I attended that many times way in the past, and then that kind of went away, and you and a buddy of yours who's going to be on the show have brought this back, and I like the the concept. Uh, You call this the art of aerodynamics. So let's talk about where the Concours is going to take place, and we'll walk through some of the unique cars and things that are going to be happening there. Sure, I'd love to. First of all, it might be good to lay the foundation that we did run four shows, all at the Arizona Biltmore, and that was in 2014, 15, 16, and 17. And then, unfortunately, the hotel got sold, and all that nice green grass that we had inside the courtyards of the Biltmore became one great big swimming pool, so oh we gosh. were out. Yeah, hard to park a car in a swimming pool, isn't it? it well, you could put some floaties out there, but <laughs> yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah. It'd be tough. So in Phoenix, Phoenix is not known for its grass, with the exception of their golf courses, and that's a huge business here. So when we went to visit the golf courses to find a new place to go, you know, a la Pebble Beach on the 18th fairway, well, it didn't go over too big because that is their prime time. So we were actually in negotiations with one uh, golf course, and it just fell through, and mainly over weather issues and usage issues because they're very protective of their green grass because we don't have that much of it. We ended up with uh, just going door-to-door trying to figure this thing out because we wanted to find a home. We wanted to bring the event back, and then we were bit by that COVID thing. And in, in the, about the middle of that, I met a gentleman named Gerd Wersterman. Gerd is the CEO of Scottsdale Arts. Scottsdale Arts is a 501c3, which is fully owned by the city of Scottsdale. So by doing business with Gerd, I'm, we're doing business with the city of Scottsdale. So Gerd runs the, the arts side of the city of Scottsdale, including manages all of the arts buildings and grounds, including what's, what's called the Scottsdale Civic Plaza. So Gerd, as I found out after a little discussion, was a car guy, and uh, we're talking one day three years ago on the phone, and he said, Ed, do you mean to tell me that I could look out of my window of my office at the plaza and I could see antique and classic cars? (laughs) And I said, I can do that for you, Gerd. And he went, well, let's talk. So it took a long time to put together the contract. We did. We've got a three-year contract with with, uh, Scottsdale Arts beginning January 
22nd of 2023 for our comeback or fifth event. And things right now are going uh, swimmingly. Usually when you bring events back after being dark for five years, kind of tough to do. And it's not that this has been a piece of cake. This has been a lot of work with a lot of good volunteers, but we're going to make it. And we're very much looking forward to being a, a partner with another 501c3 like us and uh, bringing kinetic art to Scottsdale Arts and doing it right in their own backyard. You know, I love this. And that's the slogan, the art of aerodynamics. I love the combination of this. Where is it going to take place then? Because I understand you've got a pretty cool spot. We do. And nobody knows it's there because in downtown Scottsdale, and this is very downtown, the old town Scottsdale, the civic buildings are take up about a two square block area. But inside the courtyard, you could call it the courtyard of those buildings, is a two square block area, which is called Scottsdale Civic Plaza. They like it so much that uh, about four years ago, they passed a bond issue and are spending $30 million to renovate that Scottsdale Civic Plaza. Hopefully, most of it will be ready by uh, the time we roll the first cars in on the 22nd. Won't all be done, but we'll have about 75% of it done. And our very aerodynamic cars will be uh, moving from the underground parking garage over to the Civic Plaza and kicking off our, our fifth, fifth, which we hope will become now, annual Concours. Very cool. You know, I love everything about this. And I've been to your Concours uh, before COVID shut things down. Really wonderful event. Lovely cars, wonderful people, as all Concours are. And you know, I'm trying to think, since this is the beginning of the auction week as well, uh, the timing is very perfect, right? Well, we picked that on purpose because we would like to see the Valley of the Sun, the Phoenix metropolitan area, have the same type of of, uh, of car activity in mid-January that Pebble Beach has in the middle of August. And we're very capable of doing that. There's lots of things that could happen here. We already have multiple auctions. I think we'll have five or six in 2023. And there's lots of other events we could do as well. Uh, and th- this is just one of those. So we do kick off what I love to call Classic Car Week. It's called Different Things by Different People. But uh, to us, it is a time when we kind of venerate these old and wonderful pieces of machinery and uh, and try to – we're either going out and buying them or we are displaying them. And it's the perfect weather, the perfect time, and really the country's eyes will be on – on the Scottsdale area that week because of all these wonderful auctions. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make every effort to get over there because my daughter just moved there. Darn her. She took my grandson with her. I don't know why she did that. I said she could leave him with us, but uh, (laughs) she said, Dad. But uh, this would be a great excuse for me to go see him and uh, go see all the cars and all my friends and everything. Can we talk a little bit about some of the cars that people should expect to see when they enjoy the Arizona Concours in late January? Well, this will be really interesting because we're going to we're going to spread our our vehicles from 1901 with the Duryea. Wow! And we're going to take cars. We have cars from the very dawn of the automobile up through the hypercar area. So the hypercars are not going to be judged, but we will have a hypercar class. When I say hypercar cars, I'm referring to cars like the Ford GT Mark II and McLaren Senna. Automobiles that you don't see at the coffee and cars, you won't see on the streets, but uh, we will have there on the lawn, as well as 
the oldies but goodies going all the way back to the brass era. So if you have an interest in cars anywhere, any any cars, uh, we will have cars representing that specific period of time. Wow, that's a very broad range of cars, which makes it pretty fun. How many cars can we expect to see? We're looking at about 85 cars today. We just closed down acceptance uh, this week, and we're going to stick at, we think, an 85 number, which is a good number. That way you can remember what you saw or some of what you saw the next the next day. We don't want to... Uh, we don't have room for too many more. We'll have more room next year, and we might explode it back up to maybe 100, which is where we were before. But we're very comfortable with uh, with the room we have, and we like a lot of room because we don't line cars up like they do in car shows. Every car is different. Every car has been invited to be at this event, and we want the owner to be able to showcase that car so that you not only see the car in the right light and position, but... You you also have room to walk around the car and to look at the car so that it's not just another grill lined up in, in a long line of automobiles. And we'll have that opportunity with this sighting. Oh, it'll be beautiful. And the great thing about the desert, you know, a lot of us who live uh, not in climates that are so happy in the wintertime, that is a wonderful place to escape to. And there are so many places to stay in that area as well, right? Well, we're going to be in downtown. So there are within walking space of where we will be at the Civic Plaza. We have about four different major hotels, and there must be 100 places to eat. Because this is Old Town Scottsdale. And for people who are are not familiar with Old Town, all you've got to do is Google Old Town Scottsdale. And it is Old Town. There there are buildings that were built in the 30s, 40s, and 50s that are turned into wonderful restaurants and, and art shops. So it's not only some place where the guy, the car guys and car gals want to be, but there's places for people to go to do other things, not only to eat, but to shop. And it'll be very festive and very nice. Oh, yeah. The food there is insane. So many options. And of course, I would encourage all you listeners, you know, plan a whole week. Start off here with uh, this Concours, and then you've got all the auctions. And if you go with somebody who maybe isn't as car crazy as uh, Ed and I are, uh, they can go off and do their own thing, and you can hang out and enjoy a whole week of beautiful weather. And that time of year is just delightful. Not too hot, not too cold. The the evenings are nice for a sweater, but the days are just glorious. So uh, perfect, perfect setting. Now, I like to talk a little bit about what I call our mentors, uh, people that are inspirational in our lives. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the cars that you get to play with. But if you look back on your car world, if you will, Ed, um, has there been somebody in your life or a car mark maybe, uh, we can kind of go off the rails a little bit here, that has really influenced you and gotten you excited about this car hobby? Well, you mentioned at first the MGTC. Yeah. And if you if you have a picture of an MGTC, a, a side view, and you look at the balance and beauty of that pre-war design, there's lots of cars with flowing fenders and 19-inch wire wheels, but none seem to put that combination together as well as MG did in those MGTAs, TBs, TCs. They are just wonderful automobiles, tremendous works of art, and it works. It flows. And uh, from a design standpoint, I think that is one of the most beautiful cars that has ever been been constructed. Now, we can jump from that to my favorite car, and if I had the money, I would have one in my garage, but it's a, it's a step too far, a big step, and that would be a Ferrari 
250 GT. Oh, no kidding. And that is, that, <laughs> yeah. that is, I just saw one today. I, uh, it's not too often I get a chance to walk up to one and look at one, but that car has got to be, in my mind, from a, a 1960s sports and racing standpoint, the creme de la creme. It's, uh, it's, it's not the Daytona. It's not, it's, it's not a, uh, a more sophisticated car. It's the beginning of Ferrari's tremendous road cars. And, uh, I, again, that's a car that regardless of what angle you look at that automobile, it is just absolutely phenomenal. The lines, the lines work, the proportions work. It's art on wheels. Yeah, it really is. You know, I've got a, a friend who's uh, now a fellow alumni of yours, Dwight T. Knowlton from Carpe VM, who lives there in, in the Phoenix area. And I just had him on the show a few weeks ago, and he, he has started a new series where he's doing these wonderful paintings of women's faces, but he's using a part of a car and integrating it into it. And the first one he did was a very dramatic woman's face, and her lips were that car. So... Uh, kind of a cool deal. Um, yeah, you'll have to check that out and go back and find him on the Cars yeah website. Uh, he's a wonderful artist and has done a lot of things in the car world. Challenges, Ed. I like to ask my guests about challenges that really pushed you a little bit, but more importantly, taught you a really, really valuable lesson. This could be something around your Concorde. could be something in your life. More importantly, what was that lesson learned that you can look back now and say, well, I'm kind of happy I went through that? Maybe. Kind of, sort of. Well... That's a great question, and usually the answers to those questions are not just car-related, but they're life-related. And I guess the only thing I could say which which sums it up is you got to make a hundred phone calls to get one good one. You you you've got to you've got to continue to push forward and find what you want. And when we when we were when we had to leave the Biltmore, we went everywhere. We spent days just going to different golf clubs and different parks just all over the Valley of the Sun, and to try to find something that might work. And we found a few things. But every time you get into it, as I mentioned at the beginning, something would go wrong and it wouldn't work. And you get very frustrated, and you just have to make another phone call. And if that one doesn't work, you have to make another phone call. And you keep pushing it. And if you do, you'll get the right guy or gal on the other end in time. It just might take a lot of calls and a lot of work but it's out there, and it will happen, and you have to make it happen because that's not going to come to you. You're going to have to go out there and find it, and once you find it, you're going to have to make it work, we, whether that's starting a business, whether that's a relationship with someone. It goes into all facets of life, so you just have to keep pounding the streets until you find what is your answer to whatever question you're trying to solve, but for sure, it's out there. You know, it's a great way to start the new year. You just uh, inspired us with a golden nugget there. Uh, for everybody who's starting this new year off, uh, New Year's resolutions, I had Tony Watley on the show the first day of, actually it was January 2nd, but to talk about New Year's resolutions and how you make things happen for yourself. And he discussed, part of his discussion was very much what you just talked about. You got to just have some bulldogginess, some tenacity, and just got to keep going. And it uh, doesn't mean you don't take no for an answer. It just means you keep trying Keep going after it, but I, I like your attitude and look where you landed. So it worked for you, right? Worked for me, Mark, and it can work for anybody who uh, who has a tenacity. But you know, there are times when you just got to walk away for an hour or a day or maybe a month and just say, you know, I'm burned out. I can't do this anymore. And then you sit back and you think about another approach and another way to go after the problem because maybe you're working it from the wrong angle and try to figure it out and then come back. 
Yeah, great inspiration for us for the new year. Thank you for that. So let's talk about a special vehicle story. I mentioned in your introduction, you and your wife, Karen, have some very cool old cars. I like to ask my guests about one special vehicle story. Now, you already touched on that MG, and my listeners know this, and I mentioned it. My dad's first sports car was an MGTC. I was only five, and I can still remember riding in that thing, the smells, the open air, that dashboard. Uh, That's the car that got me bit as well. But is there one special car that you've had in your life that really stands out? And could you share a story about that ride? Well, everybody asks you if you have a collection, what's your favorite car? And you always have to smile and look back at them and say, they're all my favorite cars. (laughs) Yes. But they all have stories, and all those stories are different. But the 1969 AMX that's sitting in my garage is the first car that Karen and I bought right after we got married. And that car's still in that garage, and everything else... Go to waste, get sold, something happened to. I love them, but they could go away. But uh, that car, regardless, uh, will 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 stay. If I ended up in the streets broke, I'd be sleeping in that <laughs> sleeping car. Sleeping in that car. You know, that car is an interesting car because when they first came out, and American Motors was one of those kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't call it obscure, but it was definitely not one of the big ones. But that car just had a a stance to it. If I was to ask you how to describe that car to somebody, if somebody was not familiar with it, I'm sure most of these listeners are, but somebody that goes, an AMX, what's that? How would you describe that car? Yeah, I I describe it different than typical American car guys would describe it. Though I'm a big American car guy. Uh, Most of them would say, well, that's a a muscle car or uh, that's a pony car. Mm -hmm. I say no. It It fits those classifications, but not directly. It's not a pony car because there's no back seat. It's not a Mustang or a Camaro. It's not necessarily a sports car because it wasn't designed for for taking the the curves and uh, and and running it on the back roads. It'll do that, but that's not what it was designed for. It was actually designed for the quarter mile to run fast. But yet, it's not a muscle car yeah. per se. Yeah. That really fits that category. I refer to it as a GT car. If you if you take that AMX and you look at GT cars from Europe of the time, that's a two-place coupe. Uh, it's very much like the same. If you look at the wheelbase, uh, everything except the engine. Obviously, it's a G. It's a. It's an American car, so it's got a, a big hunking piece of iron under the hood, which makes it go very fast. But from an aesthetic point of view, what the car represents. It's really a pure GT car, and if you beef up the suspension a little bit, you got it. You have to do a couple of things to it that maybe American Motors didn't have the money, time, or energy to do, but it is, in fact, I think, a wonderful GT car, and I've taken that car uh, around the country. We've put a lot of miles on it, and it is... Uh, it's a GT car that's dead reliable, and that's what most people want. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, that thing came with a V8, and there are many options from the 290, the I think 343, a 360, even a 390, uh, 6.4 liter. <laughs> I mean, there were some options there. What does your car have under the hood? Well, it's the big 390, the largest engine they had at the time. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> and and they moved to a 401 a couple years later when the AMX became uh, homogenized, if you will, and it just became uh, a, a piece of chrome that was put on the side of the Javelin. But in 68, 69, and 70, it was a little two-place, wonderful coupe. It it may not have the same. Uh, it may not. It doesn't have the same aesthetic design that is a Pininfarina or a Zagato. But you're, you're talking about uh, a, a car that 
that came out of American Motors, and basically they took the designs that they had, which interestingly enough, uh, were have a lot of Italian roots because the original AMX, though designed by by uh, Richard Teague at American Motors, the the first car was built in Italy. So that's what and they made. I think they made three or four of them, and then they shipped it back to the United States to evaluate and determine if they were going to move in that direction, and that's what they did. Very cool. Euro's uh, four-speed? No, it's an automatic. Automatic. Okay, cool. Well, yep. it makes it a little bit easier yep. cruising around town, the world, around the country, I should say, the way you guys do. I love the fact that you drive your car. So I'm going to be a car psychologist for you today. Rather unique question. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit. If you were reincarnated manifest as a vehicle. This isn't what you want to be, though. This is how you perceive your personality as a car. What would you be and why? Well, <laughs> I'd be all of them. <laughs> uh, they're also different. You know, I hate to fall back on something I've already said, but I think the Ferrari GT to 250 GT is probably, you know, the the ultimate. And if I was to come back and, uh, and be, you know, my mother, the car, uh, that's it, because it's kind of all things, at least in my mind, all things to all people. Yeah, it could do a lot of stuff. Uh, most car events are tied in some way to a charity event. Do you guys raise money for a charity? Great question. The first four years, we were we had a charity called Make-A-Wish, which most people are familiar with. Yes. And we had a great great relationship with them, and they made, uh, they made some money and uh, kept us afloat with volunteers. So it was a great, great working relationship. Uh, now that we've come back, uh, we have not designated a charity because, Mark, quite frankly, we didn't know if we would make any money or not. Uh, we went yeah. into this thinking we might even lose money the first year. But since our partner is also a 501c3, we have worked up in our contract that the profits that we make, if we make any, will be split between the two organizations. So in our case, if we make a few extra dollars, we will we will take that and roll that back into our 2024 event so that this time we've got some money to work with, nice. which we didn't have this year. And Scottsdale Arts will take what money that they have and we'll put that back into their, their, their arts. So they'll be in a position that they can bring in more acts, more music, more paintings, uh, more things that make Scottsdale Arts work. So it's... Uh, at least for this year, uh, that's how we're going to structure it. And uh, if we can get enough people to walk through the door, which I think we will, uh, we should at least break even and each of us walk away for enough money to come back and do a 24 event. You know, something tells me you're a very smart businessman back in the day because uh, that's a really wise way to look at it. That way you build on the future. And I know so many people ran Concord events that when COVID hit, they darn near well, some of them did go out of business because the money that is needed up front to get all this planning done was lost, and they needed that for the next year, and they just couldn't survive. So wise man you are, Ed. I think you're going about it very, very well. Is there a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners? We love books here at Cars, yeah? Well, I don't have any car books. I, don't, That's okay. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I've got lots of car books, but <laughs> yeah. what I read when I when I – when I go on vacation and you're at the beach or someplace where you've got really time, this sounds kind of hokey maybe, but uh, the Bill O'Reilly and uh, Mark, uh, what is his last name? Dugard, 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 I think that's it, had this whole series of killing books. Now, that sounds horrible, I know. <laughs> but it, go, it goes back into the life of wonderful people that have lived, not all wonderful, I should say, but people who have lived over the years and have become very, very famous. And it talks about their lives and, and how they got to where they are and what happened to them. Oh, 
Oh, and okay. it, it covers every, it covers everybody from JFK to Pat to uh, almost any any big name you can think of. Uh, they have written a book about, and you get some really interesting inside information about really what happened to these people and who these people are. And I find that extremely fascinating because sometimes we don't get what they used to. What Paul Harvey used to say is, the rest "We don't of get the, the rest of the story." <laughs> yeah. Love Paul Harvey. He was great. Yeah, the great series of books, uh, historical, autobiographical. Uh, yeah, lots of fun stuff. So there, I'm glad you mentioned those. I don't think anybody's mentioned those before. So uh, very good thing to do. So I'm going to enable you to go on the ultimate drive today. This is a fun little journey. I'm going to park any car you would want in your driveway. If you want that Ferrari 250, you can have it. You can go on any drive anywhere, and you can take anybody, even somebody, since you like history and people, somebody from the past is no longer with us, which would make an interesting companion for this ride. What does it look like for you? Well, Obviously, if I take it, uh, my wife's not going to let me go unless she's in the passenger seat. Okay, smart man. That's how you stay married over 50 years. <laughs> That's a given. Yeah. But but I'm going to jump cars on you. Okay. And I'm going to go to a 1967 Corvette Roadster. Oh. Not a, not a big block, but a little 327 in there with a four-speed stock car. Uh, something that is dead reliable, that I can drive anywhere I am going to stick an air conditioner in there because I want to be able to take it anywhere, anytime. And I'm going to I'm going to take it to the Alps, and we're going to we're going to drive the uh, the Italian Alps and the French Alps, and do uh, do Europe, and that would be the car because I think that's something that would that would handle those roads uh, wonderfully with a wonderful American V8 engine, and uh, would be would be a car you could rely on, and with the top down. Heater on. I don't know what could be much more fun. <laughs> you would have. You're going to have a lot of people with their cameras out taking pictures of you uh, in that old car uh, because we know in Europe the car culture is rampant, and having an old American yeah. Roadster would be quite wonderful in the Alps. What a nice combination! I like that. Very, very clever. That would be very cool. You've taken us on a wonderful ride today, Ed, and I want to ask you to leave us with maybe a success quote or a mantra, some kind of words of inspiration as we head into the new year in the Arizona Concord. Well, uh, enjoy life. Uh, you and I are both at that stage of our lives where every time we get up in the morning, uh, there's another email from somebody that things aren't doing well uh, and somebody needs some help and uh, Things are, are not as nice as maybe they were the day before. You lose another friend. I think I've got I've got at least two friends, two very close friends right now that are in the hospital and very very ill. And it's just in in the state of life that I'm in now, and that uh, most of the baby boomers are in. If we're going to do it, we better go do it. Better go do and, it yeah. and 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 enjoy it and make hay with uh, with the time that's left and uh, do that with your family if at all possible. Yeah, you know, words of wisdom. I did a show last week, and I ended the year with what I call a memoriam. Uh, lost 10 that I know of, 10 past guests last year who'd been on the show uh, that we lost year, last year, and I talk a little bit about all those folks. Uh, you're right, and you know what? Uh, some bad years are behind us here. Time to look forward. Time to get out. And the great thing about Congor events and car events, it's all about the people. And you will run into old friends, people you haven't seen for years, but they'll feel like a friend. So start off the new year right at the Arizona Concord. You can learn more if you go to the ArizonaConcord.com website. Get your tickets. Make plans now. Uh, book book your flights. Uh, book your rooms. And go have some fun with Ed. And I'm hoping 
I'm going to see if I can get over there for this event as well. Uh, it sounds like a whole lot of fun. Uh, I want to do a shout out. Thank you before we say goodbye, Ed, to our mutual friend, Mike Mullen. He's the one that uh, got Ed on the show today. So, Mike, uh, you did it again, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, Ed, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing the Arizona Concord with us. Can't wait to see you there. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Arizona Concord 2023. Mark, thank you very much, and uh, I also would shout out to, to Mike Mellon for all his help and support over the years. He's a true car guy. He really is. He's a great guy. Thanks, Mike. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah! Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!